Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Deacon Hoover Radio Network. This is Adam, your host that's just kind of here. The man that's really in the building, though, is the Deacon of Real Estate, Alex Deacon. Alex, how are we doing today, sir? I'm doing good, Adam. I'm doing awesome, and it's good to see you. It's nice to see you, sir. And we're going to be talking about... We just talked about in a previous podcast literally like five seconds ago, right? Uh, well, of course. Uh, it was wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, think it, it might have been yesterday when we recorded it, but maybe. Yeah, that's what it was. Wink, Oops. Wink. <laughs> it was, we discussed when should I be looking, where should I be looking for the deals, right? When, yep. where. Yep. So what we're going to discuss now as a segue to that is where should I be buying my next property? Like what... What does my next investment look like? What should it look like? What areas should I invest in? Should I invest in an area that's uh, with a super high average income? Or should I invest in an area that's a, a low average income, high crime, low crime area, good school district, bad school district? So we're going to get into that because that's all going to depend on how much risk you're willing to take, how much money you have to spend, how much time and patience you have. Because there is no like... If it was an answer that was in one paragraph, then it would... There's there, not an exact there, user's there's, manual. There's no simple right. answer. Right. So we'll get into that. So what? where do you want to start, my man? All right. So let's see. So say I'm somebody that... You know what? I'm, I'm just starting to get into it. We talked about killer deals. Um, let's... Right off the top, just then we can branch over into regular you know, regular transactions and, and, and investments that people are looking for. But what, what would a killer deal look like? Because we did talk about that, and I guess that's one that, you know, guys, you're not going to find these killer deals right off the bat. This is something that you'll you'll slowly, once you get your instincts down, once you get your own knowledge down, and once once you get your feet underneath yourself, then you'll be able to find these killer deals. But what do they typically look like? That's a tough one to answer. What do they typically look like? It Okay. Holy cow! I guess what's the the best way, and I don't not without facts or, or without figures, you know, you know, money wise and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, one of the best deals that you ever had um, that came out, you went in thinking I'm not going to get much out of this, then all of a sudden it was like, whoa, jackpot! Is there one yeah, that like sticks out? It wasn't like again. I don't I don't make hundreds of thousands of dollars on on flips, even if I make fifty thousand dollars. It's extremely unusual okay okay so i did one in an area is it's called aliquippa which is kind of a depressed area that's kind of where it's you're from where i grew up yeah right mm-hmm. i mean so some of aliquippa is nice some of it's like not nice at all it's it's a dirt hole yeah it's i grew <laughs> so, up in hopewell it's well, aliquippa hopewell that's all the place it's... i bought literally three nice streets and then if you go four or five streets up it's just nasty sheffield area I don't even know, honestly. Okay. I don't do a lot of purchases out there. Okay. But anyway, I went out and looked at an agent said, hey, go take, take a look at this. I, she sent me pictures. I looked at it. I'm like, whoa, these are really nice. I did a real quick research on values in the area, like what sold on those three streets. Mm-hmm. And I didn't necessarily know those three streets were good. I just picked streets that were close. And they all seemed to be selling at eighty dollars to $90,000. Well, I picked this house up for like twenty. So... Then I got in my car and went and looked at it because you, you can only get so much from what somebody tells you, and you can only extrapolate so much from pictures. Right. And you have to see it because you got to see what the foundation looks like. You got to see what the house next door looks like, what the house behind it looks like. Is there a, you know, a, a garbage dump right behind the house? Is there train tracks right behind the house? They come back every four days, yeah. every four hours. So when I looked at it right away, I didn't wait. I had to go look at it right away because it seemed like a pretty good deal. 
And I do that a lot, and a lot of times I waste my time, but you're never going to know until you get there. But that's why I do that research up front, right, before I get in my car. Because if I, if I had three leads a week, or five leads a week, or five leads a day, whatever, come in, and I went in my car and looked at everyone, I would have no time for anything right. else. And chances are, out of those 15 deals, none of them would be any good. So, after I did my research, and I saw the pictures that was sent to me, I went and looked at the house, and it was a slam dunk. Made the offer, full price, got it, put like 20000 into it, and this is not a good area, remember. And I sold it in like two weeks and made oh, close to $30,000. Wow. I love that. Those don't come around that often. Right. It was in and out, not a lot of rehab, just a great deal. And it fit into my A, B, C, D scenario, right? A was I was going to make 30 and I did, which that doesn't happen all the time. B, I was going to make 15 to 20 C, I was going to make 5000 maybe, or just rent it out because it had been a decent rental. But okay. it's not maybe something I want to hold on to. And that was C. And D would have been, my D scenario on that one was probably a break even. Because okay. it was going to be really hard for me to screw that up and lose money. Right. right. And that one happened to work out really well. So uh, the question was, where should I be looking, right? That's or the what topic. Does it, what does a killer deal what look like? What does a like? killer deal look like? That's a great outline. I mean, yeah. just kind of digging through, finding something, 20 grand. You kind of have In a bad idea. area, right? No one would there ever look there. There you go. Whoever knows like the Pittsburgh area or surrounding counties, they're gonna as soon as you say Aliquippa, they're going to be like, no, I don't want to buy that. Well, maybe think twice because I made $30,000 there. And I bought places in, I'll give you another example. And it just seems like when we do these these sessions, Adam, I'm talking about just real-life examples, but mm-hmm. that's the best way I can get my point across. That's the perfect, yeah. It's exper- your experience is what is what's, yeah. is really going to help those that are listening. So this one was, I did this with a partner. He does excellent contracting, and he was he was the contract on it. We went in on it together. It was a house in Scott Township. It was this, you know, really good school district, great suburban little neighborhood, fantastic. So we did the project. He did a fantastic job in rehabbing it. The couple mistakes I made was we should have spent more money on the kitchen. It was a four-bedroom house, but had this really small kitchen. And that was a, just bad. It did not work out well. That was the first complaint that people would come up with. So in order to do that kitchen the right way, it probably would have cost us another ten grand. Okay. But it would have been well worth it. Okay. Because every month that we had that thing on the market was, I think, costing us with the high interest rate we were paying on the loan and taxes and so on and so forth. It was probably costing us like almost two grand a month, right? So if it was on the market five months, I just blew ten grand right there. If I'd have had a bigger kitchen, maybe it would have sold three months sooner. Gotcha. Okay. 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 The other thing is, when I did my evaluation, and I do a lot of these, and I still make mistakes, I priced it too high. So, for instance, I think we priced it at like two seventy, and the first week we had an offer of like two thirty. And this is in Scott Township, guys, yeah. not Aliquippa. So yes, yes. <laughs> and I said, Nah, I'm not gonna. I'm like. Uh, literally, it's been on the market a week, and you're going to offer me two thirty. So I said no. Well, that was the only offer we got for four months. We kept reducing the price, reducing the price. The same objections were not a big enough yard, too high in price, too small of a kitchen. So we ended up selling it five months later for like two twenty three. Okay, 
So we lost, not, not only did I sell it for $7,000 less than what I had on the table on week one, but I lost $10,000 in holding costs. So that mistake cost me $17,000. Wow. We ended up making like $11,000 on that house, and it was a huge project. New driveway, $50,000 in rehab in the house. Huge project. So if I would have, and again, this is how you learn, but going back, if I could go back in time, I would have, number one, made that kitchen bigger. Mm -hmm. I would have priced it at two fifty nine nine. Okay. with the bigger kitchen. Probably would have sold it in two weeks for two fifty. I would have turned that twelve thousand dollar profit probably into forty thousand. Wow. That's how like sensitive every little decision can be. And that's and again, that's why it's it's okay to make mistakes and that's the importance of surrounding yourself with knowledgeable people too, because then you yeah. learn those instincts that's you, it happens to you once, hopefully it doesn't happen to you that second, third, fourth, mm -hmm. or fifth time, you know. Yeah, that's how you can make the decisions really quickly now on should I buy it or shouldn't I? So what does that, what does a good investment look like? Well, the first thing I would do is, as an investor is figure out what kind of budget you're working with. That's, that's number one. How much money do you have to invest? Because that's going to dictate where you look. If you have $30,000 to invest, you're not going to look in Scott Township. You're surely not going to look in... Sewickley or Mount Lebanon. Right. <laughs> so just eliminate maybe two thirds of all the neighborhoods in Allegheny County in our, in our area. Mm -hmm. So, number one, how much money do you have to spend? This is going to help you hone in on where to find the, those good deals and what they look like. Next question is how much rehab can you handle? You know, what is your experience level? Because you're not going to buy something for ten thousand dollars that needs twenty thousand dollars in rehab, because your budget's thirty. If you don't know what you're doing, you know. Right. So do you? Maybe you just want to go buy a house that just needs carpet and paint and some landscaping, right? You can do the paint yourself. Or you can hire a painter, right? But you don't have. It's not rocket science. You can do the landscaping yourself or hire a landscaper. And how many flooring and carpeting companies are out there? I mean, mm -hmm. just get a couple estimates and go with. A good a good company okay. so starting out how much money you have to spend and what is your level of knowledge on the rehab side of things okay that's going to dictate where you look and what you look at so you're going to limit yourself to a certain geographical area based on how much you can buy a home for and then once you find those areas and you hone in on that specific area you're going to look at properties that need the amount of work that you can handle now, for myself, it, it doesn't matter for me. Like, well, it does matter. Okay, I'll give you an example. Again, I was looking at a hospital over in West Homestead. Okay. Just looking at it. I was just interested. I'm like, oh, a hospital for sale? So you could literally get this old hospital for like $100,000, right? Wow. It's a big building, too. So, And I was in it, too, once before. So, you know, I, 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 I threw it past a couple of my partners and they kind of told me what I, I knew. And they said, you realize how much money that's going to cost to rehab. It probably it probably be, would make more sense to tear it down. You know? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Because, first of all, it's West Homestead. So it, that particular area where located in Homestead wasn't in super high demand. 
Okay. So what kind of what we're going to do with it? We're going to turn into apartments or condos. We turn a place like that into condos will cost you millions, but there's no market for it. So the only reason I was looking at it because it piqued my curiosity, but I didn't literally spend hours. I just spent a few minutes just dreaming a little bit and then calling my, my partner and he just talked me off the ledge and he said, look, get real. So the reason I tell you that is to focus on reality and what you have in front of you now as far as money, time, and resources. So if and, I... and don't focus on what you want to do in the future because just focus on what's in front of you now. Okay. You can get to that million dollar project, but not today. And just to kind of, this might veer off a little bit, but I kind of want to piggyback on something we just spoke about uh, with the with the hospital location. Um, anybody that's familiar with the Pittsburgh area might know where the Pittsburgh Mills is. Um, if you're from you know out of state, it was it was just a, a mall, basically a, a Mills mall that was here. But recently it got sold. I think it was like last year it got sold for I believe it was like 150 dollars or something like that. Somebody purchased it. And an, an entire amount. Now, granted, they also accepted the um, all the debt that came with it. It mm-hmm. also accepted, you know. So now, this was a property when in when you really think about it, people were going, "Yo, do you want to buy a mall for 150 bucks?" Yeah. Think about all the other expenses that were coming through with that. You know. So, guys, everything is always going to somewhat seem sunshine and rainbows on the outside, especially when it comes to investing in, if it comes to like a more commercial, uh, I guess, location versus a residential. Um, so just be, be a little wary and, and cautious. Yeah, when it's, just, it's you hear this all the time. If it looks too good to be true, probably is. Probably is, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's an example of, of what limits me on what I look at. So I don't look, if, if I see a strip mall for sale, I don't I don't dive into it. Because maybe it is a fantastic deal, right? Maybe that $150 deal was phenomenal. But my learning curve, right? And my not, it would be tremendous on that. I don't know anything about a strip of malls. Right. I don't have the kind of money it takes to invest and take that risk. Now, those folks might have made a whole lot of money, but that's what they do. Right. I know what I know, and that's single family, small multifamily. And I'm good at it. And I'm just going to stick with that because there's only so many days in, in your life and you just can't be good at everything. So, And that's another thing is work at your comfort level. Don't don't try to be something that you're not. You could always get there, you know. Um, and, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but, you know, but we all have delusions of grandeur from time to time, you know. I guess always, I, and I know I'm the guy that's you, always... You, you need those dreams. Yes, yes. You have to, have you have to think dreams. big. Yeah, you have to think big. But then you have to step back and think in these small chunks of what it's going to take, you know. Here, a good example is, um, you know, when you're, you're walking up a staircase and it's completely dark and you take one step at a time and you're very slowly going up the staircase. You don't know what's in front of you. Mm-hmm. It could be a cliff on the other side. Mm-hmm. Then you get up to the top, you flick the light switch on and you turn around and look back and you realize, I've climbed 2,000 steps. Look at, look at this view. And that's the way you have to look at your success. You have to, in your I mind, like have... I didn't make that up. I, that was, believe me. I say I like that. None of this stuff I made up. <laughs> somebody else made it up and I just use it. But that's that's so true. Focus on the next step. In in your head, you have to have those dreams of grandeur and, and kind of you have to kind of realize what it's going to look like when you get to the 2,000th step. 2,000th? Mm-hmm. 2,000th. <laughs> See, now you got me fumbling my words here. When you get up to the top, okay. <laughs> when you get up to the top, you have to visualize in your 
in your head what it's going to look like. But then you have to take it one step at a time. It's kind of an oxymoron, right? It's, it's, you gotta, oh my God, I have to there's think a big, but think small. There's a term that we use in, in an industry that I kind of do some stuff in. It's called reverse booking. You know how you want to finish it. Now you got to write the story on how to get there. It's so you know exactly. exactly what the ending looks like, yep. and it's how do I now? What's the in between look like? That's I couldn't. That's perfect. Yep. Good deal. Good that deal. Was perfect, Adam. Thank you. See, professional wrestling <laughs> does pay off sometimes. Yes, it does. I mean, um, um, storytelling. <laughs> that, that, that's that's <laughs> so true. So think big, but think small. How about that? There you go. All right, so back to where? What do the good deals look like, and where should I be looking? So we. We covered, you should be looking in areas you can afford. You should be looking at properties that you can handle. Properties that are in your wheelhouse. You're not looking at uh, strip malls if you're looking at single family homes. Focus on one, then grow into, morph into something bigger. All right, what else can we cover? What what have, what other areas should, be, should you be looking and what should those investments look like? Like say, if somebody's just just getting into it, is there anything that because um, we all we all go in with with again, not not necessarily delusions of grandeur, but confidence, bright you know, bright eyed, bushy tailed. We're we're gonna take on the world and we're gonna become a millionaire out of this. Where would where do you think is the safest bet to start so that it is? If there is a loss, it's not that it's not that hard of a loss, but there is potential for, you know, it's limitless. You know, I'm within reason limitless profit on it mm-hmm. but you know that you know what's what's a great starting out i mean is it your your residential your one your your two to three bedroom residential families is it like little rentals is it okay and that's a good question i think okay the i think the safest way to start in this business is probably if you're a youngster and you don't own a home mm-hmm. and and again there's another factor so it depends on what does that investment look like how old are you there you go. You know, if you're 70 years old and you want to get into this business, which is not a bad thing, but you, your return on investment has to happen quickly. If you're 20, your mentality and your whole business model is completely different. So keep that in mind too. But the safest way for someone who doesn't own a home, in my opinion, is to buy a duplex. Live in half. Because you can buy a duplex and use an FHA loan with the seller paying a lot of your closing costs and so on and so forth, and you can get into a nice hundred fifty thousand dollar duplex for probably seven or eight thousand dollars total down, right? Everything. Okay. You live in half, and you get to learn what it's like to be a landlord. You know, over time. Gotcha. That's the simplest, easiest, least amount of risk when buying and getting want to get started. So let's say you already own a home and you know, you're know you not going to buy a duplex and move your family into half. So I guess the next safest thing would be maybe buying a duplex. You're not going to live in half, but buy a duplex or a three unit per se, or maybe even a four unit that's not far from your home, that you can keep an eye on, that is in a decent area. So you're going to pay up. You're going to pay up for something in a decent area. That's just the way it is. You want a good school district? You want high average household income? Well, then open up your wallet because right. you're going to pay. Right. But you're also going to get broken into the business at a gradual. It, you're going to have less issues. Right. Okay. It's a little more smooth sailing in the beginning, yeah. so to speak. And I like I like the small multifamilies because they're 
you realize when you buy a single family, and this is your only investment, when that single family is vacant, you're 100% vacant, mm-hmm. right? right? So if you buy a duplex for three unit and one unit's vacant, obviously only part of your portfolio is vacant. You're still bringing in income. The reason I don't, I wouldn't jump into large multifamily is because the average thinker, including myself, when I used to think like having everything under one roof is always better, right? So mm-hmm. having 100 units under one roof would be far better than owning 100 single-family homes. And there are huge advantages into that theory, huge advantages. But there are also huge pitfalls, okay? Because you get roaches in one unit, and you might now you might have roaches in 100 units. You get one crack dealer in one unit, and he's disrupting the whole building. Right. You know? Right. You get... There's just so many. You, one noisy tenant causes. It, there's. Those are just a few of the issues you have with large multifamily that you don't have with a single family or a duplex as much. Okay. So the, the, again, you have to. That makes you sense. To know the nuances of behind each and every. It's thing. just like a neighborhood. It only takes one to either make that neighborhood better yeah. or make that neighborhood yeah. go the other way. You know. So I mean, I, I mean, we pretty much covered it, I guess, because. You're bound by your budget. Mm-hmm. You're bound by geographically where you want to buy. I would suggest buying something close to home so you can keep an eye on it. Mm-hmm. You're you're bound by your knowledge in the business. Okay. And I mean that's probably the three basics, right? Then you can really get into where do I find the spectacular deals, the killer deals, once you have some experience and you could take a little more risk. Right. But in the meantime, you can grow your portfolio to a significant size just by following those three main points. And then you grow it from there. And slow and steady definitely wins the race with mm-hmm. something like this. I mean, that's, you know, guys, you know, we keep preaching patience and patience and patience. And and uh, not saying, again, don't be aggressive. Make the snap decisions every once in a while. Make sure you're not going to lose too much money if there is that, that chance. But patience is absolutely a virtue in this in, in this business. Amen. All right, so let's see. Guys guys and gals, I hope we helped you out. Uh, it's been a wonderful 22 minutes we're at right now, Alex. Whoa. 22 minutes. 22 minutes. How could anybody listen to me talk for 22 minutes? I could listen to you talk for hours. You are you are a wealth You're so of knowledge. Sweet. Well, I try to be. I try to be. Um, guys, listen, here's what we want you to do. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this uh, this free uh, informational broadcast we had here. Uh, make sure you're checking out uh, the deacon himself, Alex Deacon. He is the deacon of real estate. Make sure you're checking out all of our agents and our website at dhrea.com, uh, the deacon Hoover Real Estate Advisors. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Deacon Hoover. Find us on Facebook, Deacon Hoover uh, Real Estate Advisors. Uh, I'm trying to think of where else they need to find us, Alex. Where do they need to find us? All over your podcast. You can find us at 552 Washington Avenue, Carnegie, PA 15106. Look at that. That's our office. There's the office right there. So uh, send your uh, send your love mail. Send Christmas gifts. Christmas is right around the corner. And, or um, money. Money's or, good. Money's good too. You know, um, I like check or money order. I like chocolate. Um, <laughs> actually, my wife doesn't. I'll just give them to her. But um, but guys, listen. We appreciate you taking your time out. We hope you learned something today. We hope you got some great tips. Uh, please keep checking back, guys. Focus on us on uh, on on Google Music, on iTunes, on Spreaker, Podomatic. Find us on your favorite podcasting service uh, or just go to dhrea.com forward slash learn and you'll see our free learning listed right 
there. We also have some paid learning seminars available as well. So guys, for Alex and for everyone else here at uh, Deacon Hoover Real Estate Advisors, this has been Adam. Thanks so much for listening.